Service your existing car with us right now. And it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes Motability and Fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! go, 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 go. On the tee, Peter Grant. Good evening, Peter. How are <laughs> you? Paul. Great to see you, Paul. Great. You've got the golf on in the background. Tiger, four over already. But a great start for... McElroy himself, so yeah, just that's two I'm, I'm, not, I'm yeah. not in it the golf because I don't play it. I can't <laughs> no, play it. I wasn't, good, I wasn't a good enough footballer, you know what I mean? So that's why I never ever turn up the golf. But I, I think McElroy is the one for me you've got to watch. Paul Cooney, Peter Grant for the next hour with the Go Radio Football Show. So Celtic complete their pre-season preparations in Austrian Czech Republic with a 4-2 win over at Banik Ostrava. Two wins, then that draw with Rapid Vienna. I'm going to ask Peter what that tells him for the defending champions for the coming campaign. And Rangers at Blackpool this weekend after Portugal. They are looking now to Monday's draw for the Champions League. The draw being made in Nyon and Switzerland. We'll be here on Monday speaking about it. Peter, for Celtic, what can you tell from the the result yesterday and over the three games? Can you tell much? I think it's been important. You listen to the manager speaking and what he said, he's wanted to get into grounds that going to make it competitive with a wee bit of support round about it and he's had that in all the stadiums he's been in so far the only concern for me would they've scored a lot of goals but they've conceded a few and going into Champions Leagues and whatever what you're always preparing for you have to be careful because you come up against the good ones and they score against you they make it very very difficult for you and I'm sure it's something the manager will be looking at it but he's managing to get the players to get games in their legs I think that's the most important thing I think they've got two left am I correct you know they've yep. got Blackburn I think at the weekend and then they're playing an Arthur's game over in Poland next week, you know, so that's the two games, and they'll be competitive as well, and I'm sure the manager will know where he is and what players he's going to select after that. Any questions for Peter Grant? 0808 17 17 700. For Rangers, since I saw you last week, Antonio Cholak has happened. It is Cholak, we've checked with Oz. <laughs> uh, Craig Moore was checking with his contacts over in Croatia. So Antonio Cholak, Tom Lawrence, the Welshman who's signed, and Rabi Matondo. What do you make of it? Tom Lawrence, for example, the Welshman. I like Lawrence. Yeah. I, I, I think he's like a very him? good footballer. Yep. I think he's got a good football brain. I think, if I'm right, he was a youngster at Manchester United. And that's where I remembered him from. And then obviously at Derby, in a difficult time, he captained that side under Wayne Rooney. And I thought he played really, really well. You know, Wayne sort of galvanised them in a difficult period. And as I say, I thought he was one of the standouts. He knows he's come to a massive club in that respect and he knows he has to perform there. But he's got the talent to do it. As I say, he's been through that before. Derby are a big club. He was brought up, as I say, at Manchester United. And mm. sometimes that's important when you're going to a club like Rangers. And he's desperate. He's fallen out of things a little bit uh, international-wise. But he wants to prove himself and to be part of that squad. Of course, Wales going to where we thought we might be, Qatar in the World Cup. Well, you see that where Rangers get to last year in the European games yep. and if, if he performs and that team performed that helps you to get in the, the, the spotlight and lets the manager see that you're available and if he's performing in big European games that gives Robert Page a problem you know what I mean because if he's playing exceptionally well for Rangers and he's going to World Cups and that, there's an opportunity there for him Rabi Matondo that was the news uh, on uh, Tuesday I think coming from Schalke 10 goals last season 
uh, when he was on loan, 27 appearances. I don't know much about him. Very quick, I hear. That's as much as I know about him, you know. And as you say, getting, going to get that experience as a youngster going to Germany can only set him in good stead, you know what I mean? There's no doubt of that. And as I say, if he's got that talent and pace, defenders are always frightened of it, you know. But it'll be interesting to see him, as I say, it'll be very harsh for me to give any judgment because, as I say, I've not seen him play. Last night um, for Celtic, they started with Hart, Juranovic, Carter, Vickers, Welsh and Taylor, McGregor, O'Reilly, Turnbull, Forrest, Jota and Kyogo. Um, the pick of the bunch, um, good work by James Forrest. The second goal, he looked to be back to his best. I know it's very, very early. Huge season for Forrest? Of course it is, you know, because James missed a lot. You know, he's a yeah. talented boy, you know. He's, he's got things that other players in the squad don't have. I think that's important, you know, and as we said to you, the manager's been big on making the squad bigger. So when he makes substitutions, we'll keep going on about that, when he makes substitutions or he's got injuries, the quality doesn't drop. And it, as I say, where Celtic should be most competitive, and I keep saying it week in, week out, is the training ground. Because if you've got that quality on the pitch, playing against each other every day, trying to show the manager they should be the one in charge, it gives you that wee push to make sure your performance is at the top. Kyogo scoring and Giacomacca scoring, both of them vying for that top scorer position they want for Celtic and probably, uh, you know, in the Premier League. Giacomacca, he has got something you like. I've liked him for day one. The biggest problem I thought he had, obviously, was fitness at the start. Yeah. But I thought his movement was very good. And as I say, Celtic, we're getting used to know how the players were because the wingers they had were always maybe cut back yeah. or whatever. And he would make great runs to the front post. And it was quite similar to Giroud at first when he came to Arsenal. If you watched him, he made fantastic runs to the front post and the ball wouldn't come in because Arsenal weren't that type of side. But once they started to realise that, he scored a hell of a lot of goals. And I've seen that with Jack Amakis. He goes in where it wants to score goals. And you can see that a team that got relegated. You know, he was the top goal scorer in the division. And he was playing with a team that got relegated. So it tells you he's got that hunger to, and desire to score goals. Where Kyogo's got fantastic movement. He's got a bit of sharpness. He's got a little bit of everything. You know, it'd be interesting to see if the manager could play them together at any time. The transfer window's got a long way to go, the end of August, but it is that time of season, isn't it? So today, some of the chat is about Calvin Bassey. That'll probably continue until he either stays or goes. They're now saying Ajax interested in all this, and also uh, Brighton. Yeah, well, that's the interesting thing for me. If I'm looking at something like that and I see Josh Doig going away to Italy, yeah. you know, if you're losing someone like Bassey, I think Doig's got that quality. You know, I really do. I mm -hmm. think he could play... Uh, for Celtic or Rangers I really do I watched him as a young kid at Queen's Park that's where I seen him at first I tried to get him on loan to Aloha which he actually yeah. agreed but then he got into the team and they'd done a friendly at Celtic Park if you remember behind closed doors and he scored actually and Jack kept him on then and said well just wait and see we'll wait and see then he managed to stay on the side then you know so I, I'd seen him for a, a long time and I think he's got the quality that he can definitely help either or Celtic or Rangers. That's Josh Jolly, obviously. Yes, absolutely. What about Calvin Bassey? Um, speculation at the moment. Could you see him playing down there at Brighton? Yeah, well, Would that be listen, big enough for him? Well, that's what he's got to say. Nowhere near as big as Rangers. There's no getting out. Let's not kid yeah. ourselves on, you know. Financially, of course, they can afford that type of money. But as I say, I'd be disappointed if he goes away. You know, if you're going to go, make sure you go to a big club. I act slightly different. I must admit, yeah, sure. I act slightly different. You're playing in front of 50,000, I think it is, week in, week out also. Great, fantastic history, you know. So that's maybe something else that would weigh him a little bit more. But I'd rather, if, if we went there, he was going to Ajax and probably Brighton. And they've still got pedigree in Europe. I mean, not what they were, but it's remarkable, isn't it? Their league is about the size of ours, isn't it? Roughly, you know, the, the Dutch league. But Ajax have such a great record there. They've got the money just now. Um, but Rangers fans will be hoping that the club can hold on to him. They might sell Morellas, maybe not. Barry thought on Monday. He was saying he thinks that Morellas is going to stay. A lot of chat in the last few days about Ryan Kent. 
Yeah, well, as I say to you, but Morellas before, you know, I don't want to go down that route again. Mm. You know, sure. it, it seems to have went quite a little bit, yeah. you know. So, Ryan Kent, to be fair to him, he's got on with his work. I'm, I'm led to believe he's got on with his work. And if something happens, it'll happen. But I'm sure Rangers will be prepared, you know, for what's going to happen. Maybe the Matundo is not coming in, if that's how you say his name. Maybe yeah. that, that's the ones that's why they're there. Ange Postacoglu is kind of <coughs> coy about any possible Celtic transfer looking to Banakastrava's striker, Ladislav Almasi. There's not much you can say. I think he was... Well, he's more impressed. of a target player, as I'm, mm. I'm led to believe, you know. So you're looking at Giacomacus. Maybe he felt at times that if Giacomacus wasn't available in certain games, well, did he have somebody mm. to replace that? Because you don't have that height and power as a centre-forward, so maybe something he's got to look at. But you've got to be careful as well. You don't overload one area of the pitch. I think that's important. You know, because you're, you're, you've always got to prepare for injuries, I understand that. But you've got to make sure, because what you don't want is a lot of discontented players sitting at the side of the pitch. That's what I was going to ask you then, because how do you manage that as a manager or a coach if they've got, you know, Furuhashi, they've got, um, well, Yeti probably on his way out, but you've got Jukamakis. And if they bring someone like him in, how do you keep them all happy? Win. <laughs> Win. Win. Yeah. That's the secret, because end of no argument. You know, whatever you do when you make the changes, the, the biggest secret is, is win. Because if you don't win, everybody questions you. You know, he should be playing, that one should be playing. So the secret is that it keeps everybody quiet, keeps the players away from you. But I think the manager's strong enough to make the decisions that he feels is important. He works on it every single day. And that's why I say, Paul, when you, it's all us giving opinions of what we think. The manager works with them. He sees where they've got that wee bit between their teeth in the games. And sometimes you'll be surprised when somebody's left out. He's maybe seen there's been a wee drop-off in the week and other boys maybe raised it. And that, maybe that's why he makes his changes and that's why he's been successful in the jobs he's done, but, not just at Celtic. Mm-hmm. Peter Grant, Paul Cooney on the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors on a Thursday. We're heading, of course, Monday. It's the Champions League draw. So we'll find out who Rangers will be playing uh, in the qualifiers. Great, and then Celtic, of course, straight into it. Yeah, great yeah. excitement, you know. I mean, that's what we want. You know, we yeah. want the, both clubs to be involved in Europe as long as we possibly can. That's what we want. We want to start raising our performances in there and getting the big results. Because there's nothing better when you go into Glasgow when there's big teams coming here and the televisions are all making radio stations are all talking about it. It's fantastic. You know, and that's what happened last year. You know, so long may that continue this year. Well done, slipping in the radio station there. You're suddenly realising this is... (laughs) (laughs) It's not Pacific Key. Absolutely. We're in the heart of Gorbals, just uh, a mile away from the city (laughs) centre. Uh, Right, so it's Celtic. Juranovic, there's been chat over the summer that there'll be interest in him. So he spoke to Celtic TV and he said, I hope there was something in the stories being linked with, for example, um, Atletico Madrid. Um, I hope there was something in the stories. But honestly, I didn't even ask our manager or anything about it. I didn't care. I have to keep my feet firmly on the ground. It was Atletico Madrid after all, but I'm at a big club already, Celtic. But that's the way I think you've got to speak as a player. Mm. No matter what, if the manager comes to you and tells you, the manager will say, listen, we've got a good offer for you, we're going to let you go. Or, listen, if we get X, Y and Z amount, you're, you're, you're going, you're not going to have a say in it. But the boys come out and done the right things. As long as I'm here, I'm going to give it my best. I'm not going to chant the manager's door saying I'm going to go to Atletico Madrid. And he's right, because you look at Celtic, I think Madrid are a massive club, you know, massive club. Uh, but his performances have gotten there, and that's all as a footballer you have to do, is keep performing. Everything else takes care of itself, because the club will either want to get ready because they're getting the amount of money they're looking for, you know, or the player wants to go and he's letting the club know that in the background, but continue to do his work well, and that's what the kid seems to be doing. He seems to be doing that really, really well. In his case... Celtic wouldn't want to lose him, would they? No, they wouldn't. But I think all big clubs, Paul, you've got to remember you're always preparing for losing. Mm-hmm. I would, you'd look at the Celtic team and you'd be, or the Rangers team, you think after all their performances last year, you'd be really, really disappointed if people weren't chatting your door asking about their players.
You know, that's the way you would want. Every football club, if I was a manager at a football club, I know we're playing exceptionally well if everybody's chatting the door wanting all my players. Yeah. You know, it's just holding on to them, you know, getting the right time to sell them. I used to have a chairman down south who would offer you a three-year contract, but he knew he was selling you after a year because he knew your performances, but he knew he'd get top dollar for you. So there's other guys that ways that work it off. But as a manager, you want your best players to stay. And as long as they're training well and giving everything and not messing about with not doing their training right and whatever, and the way the young boys talk, Juranovic has talked, it's fantastic because that's all you can do is perform and you're wanting the best clubs to be interested in you. And there's no getting away from that. But Celtic are one of the best. The Rangers are one of the best. So let's not get away from that either. And it's a big choice to go in. But as I said, many times you get lauded the way they do here at this moment in time. That's been your theme over the summer of the size of the clubs, particularly talking about Morelos a couple of weeks ago and same there for Juranovic. When you were at West Ham or Norwich or I mean, so many clubs you were at, what was the most difficult time when you think the owner wanted to sell a player and you're like, no, please, let's not sell him? Well, you had that, but then we the opposite side. We get Tevez and Mascarano. You know, come in, we were t- talking about Brett Emerton, bringing Brett yeah, Emerton from... Oh, Brett Emerton yeah. was a fantastic player yeah. for Blackburn. Yeah. We were going to sign Brett and the next thing I got a phone call from Alan saying, he was, listen, we need to go and meet Tevez and Mascarano. He said, do you know much about them? And I started laughing. I said, yeah. do you wind me up? I said, we robbed a bank or something like that, you know? And he went, no, it's possibly been done. And obviously we know the things that happened after that. I think they must have. All the banks were bust after that. He's joking. (laughs) But as I say, you see situations like bringing people in, you know? And that was brilliant. But you you always know you're talking about Yossi Benner, you know, you lost him to Liverpool, you know? Mascarano, we lost to Liverpool. So when they do well for you at a club like that, you're going to lose them. And But that's part of you life. You know that as well. I, Exactly. Yeah, sure. But it means your team's playing well. Mm-hmm. And we'd got to cup finals. Obviously, we'd qualified for Europe. So it was fantastic. But the only way you can do that is we're playing well and performing. And these boys were performing. You never wanted to lose them for sure. But you knew that was only because West Ham weren't a Manchester United or a Liverpool at that particular time. You knew there was a possibility or you lost it with some of the big gubs in Europe. Of course. Rangers this weekend then against Blackpool. Celtic against Blackburn Rovers. So lots of people. I think it's if you've got a season ticket, then it's free to go to that one. And of course, they've got Norwich as well the following week because we know they've got the game yep. for Arthur Boris. It's not selling so well, but I think that's an internal thing. The fans unhappy with Warsaw for a poor season. Yes, and that sometimes happens. I mean, Arthur's come out and, he, and he's quite right. He said he's not making any money from it. He just wanted to say thank you to everybody. But you can understand the timing off. It's not fantastic because they're not happy with the board. And I think the prices of the tickets, they think, are expensive. You know, but listen, he's been a legend for both clubs and he was a fantastic guy to work with in the short period I was here with Tony. That's right, so you and Tony Mowbray and he was your keeper. What was? Give us uh, a wee uh, insight. What was he like? A fantastic trainer. People mm-hmm. would look at him and you'd think, well, under Stevie Wood's... At that period of yeah. time, he was brilliant. He used to stay out for the extra shooting, whatever. But you would think, Arthur, I've done my work, I'll go mm-hmm. in. He was a complete opposite of that. The only thing was, you had to try and get in there before him at half-time uh, because he'd like to get into the toilet for a little cigarette just to calm, <laughs> calm himself. <laughs> just a couple of puffs and then back yeah. out. You know, it was like the old days. Yeah. It was great, you know what I mean? So, because we used to laugh because after the other games when we played, remember you had all the, the bottles of beer when you walked in. You used yeah. to pick the bottle of beer up and then sit down at your place. I know all sports signs and I don't agree with no, that. Sure. So, but that was me, Arthur Street. Um, that was a fact yeah. you, see, you knew where he was you knew he was in the toilet right? Arthur that's us ready to speak and he was the Polish number one wasn't he I, I, sometimes he was always in the squad but he had but the one thing, uh, but the one yeah. thing that he had he had that charisma sense of humour you know yeah. but he had that to play you know I know he wins supporters up and whatever but he had that character no. in it. yeah, yeah but, you <laughs> know what I mean but that's no, character sure. he had yeah. and to play for the Celtic Rangers that's what you have to uh, for, for by the football you've got to have that bit of character around about you and he definitely had that and Norwich coming as well Great, up against, great. The uh, last time I was there was at the yeah. old um, physio's um, testimonial down in Norwich, um, Tim Shepherd, 
and it was a fantastic Celtic fans were absolutely brilliant they turned over Norwich that day and it was fantastic and my boys have seen Norwich Celtic and Norwich they couldn't believe it because we lived yeah, there and seen all the Celtic so they were away all morning all day watching the, just watching the supporters they couldn't yeah. believe it you know they thought they'd die and went to heaven so I'm sure it's a, it's a fantastic game for Norwich and they'll look, really look forward to coming to Celtic Park and good food afterwards will you see Delia do you think? yeah well fantastic as yeah. I say they, they always used to say yeah, yeah. That, she used to come to the coaching courses Paul uh-huh. So managers would understand what you're going through, good and bad. She'd be like a great learner Sorry, of the game. So if you were at yeah. a coaching course, yeah. deal you'd be there. Even when I was a player, she used mm-hmm. to come, she'd be listening to who was talking, whether it was Andy Roxburgh, Craig Brown, whatever. She would come, listen, see all the problems that the managers have to deal with the coaches as we're trying to learn their pro licenses. Oh yeah. yeah, she was fantastic at that. And then when I went, obviously they invited me to come to be the manager. Mm-hmm. Her and Michael Wynne Jones, her husband, were absolutely brilliant. And... When I decided I wanted to leave, she wasn't wanting me to go. She was wanting me to take a couple of days off, mm-hmm. you know, just go and think about it. But I'd made my mind up. But she's remained a fantastic friend and loves that club. The amount of money that they put into that club, her and Michael, and they love it every single day. Unfortunately, just lost her mum, Etty, not long ago there. Etty was nearly 100. Never wow. missed a game. Really? Delia uh, Smith? Oh, uh, never missed her wow. game. You'll probably see her sitting next to her. Anytime you've seen Delia, the wee lady sitting next to her was her mum. She was fit also, you know, but a fantastic woman. But every single game, they loved her club, home and away, you know, but fantastic people. Let's be having you. Absolutely. That's famous, uh, was it? She was up there. Yeah, but that's who so, important to her it was. Uh, you so, know? see you moving on, it wasn't about the money or whatever. Did she make you a final offer of a, a great meal? What was the best meal she ever made for you? Delia's believe it or not, Peter when you Grant. go to her house, yeah. Michael would do the cooking. Michael, Michael, as I say, that yeah. was where she was. You know, she was very understated, to say the least. A fantastic woman, you know, real good company, you know, and never forgot you, even when you left the football club years later. You know, very, very respectful. Peter Grant has been stirring it up this week. Not stirring it up, but you were asked your opinion about the League Cup, the Premier Sports Cup, and you've got your own view on it, which uh, we mentioned last night. We're going to talk about that after the break. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Your local, friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. I see some of the headlines today. Falkirk have signed Rangers Kai Kennedy on loan. Billy Gilmer has been spotted in Los Angeles, California with Snoop Dogg. Peter Grant. <laughs> it's a bit of height difference here. Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't know how Billy's managed that one, you know what I mean? So that'd be interesting seeing they two walking down the street. Is that the Chelsea connection maybe because of Snoop Dogg? Yeah, well, that's apparently. where they're all going. They're yeah. like going to America and whatever. We were, as you were lucky, we were lucky going to Tenerife. You thought that was a million miles away. <laughs> now all these boys are going all over to America and whatever. So completely different. He's been pictured before in the Celtic colours, hasn't he, Snoop Dogg? And <laughs> He's Billy Gilmer. Johnson. I think indeed. And Billy Gilmer, who at Norwich uh, preferred the Waste strip, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> but listen, I, I felt it was unfair yeah. in Billy's criticism last year because I didn't think the team was built, no. you know, that right. particular team to help him produce the, the performances that he can. He play with better with better players, mm-hmm. and that's no disrespect to Norwich because they're ninety percent of the time they're going to be against or up against it in the Premier League with the squad that they had. So I'm sure he'll still become that top player that everybody's going to be talking about. Another headline today: Banica Strava boss Pavel Verba. He insisted that Celtic and Rangers would be able to compete in the English Premier League. Well, here in Go Radio, we've got no doubt that would be the case. But I've not asked you about this, Peter. What do you think? How would Rangers do and Celtic in the I, Premier I League? I said to you, Paul, I wouldn't have said it unless I'd been in England for 25 years. Mm-hmm. I've been down there for 25 years. And I could say within five years, where everybody's sitting at this moment in time, within five years, because they've already got the support, they've got the stadiums, everything like that. They don't need to go to Asia and all that, but England, English teams need to do to try and sell it. Celtic Rangers have already got that. You know, so 
put it all over and, and, uh, together, make sure they've got the quality. I'd say within five years they'd built their challenge, and I genuinely do. You know, it'd be tough, but I genuinely, you've got to remember Celtic and Rangers then would be able to afford the best players as well. And that's what you've got to understand. People think, oh, they talk about the squads now. No, of course you'd have to improve. But absolutely no doubt, the, the attraction, the support and the fan base, obviously in the stadiums, uh, playing in Glasgow, yeah, sure. when you, well, yeah. that's nothing better. You know, so I can honestly say that. I get down there and I think, and I've said it many times, there's only one club probably plays under the pressure at both of their teams, is Manchester United. Mm -hmm. The rest of them, Chelsea, I used to go all the time, because well, it was just the wrong route for Fulham, you know, watch that. But even Liverpool? Liverpool, slightly different, yeah. probably in later years, sure. the last few years, mm -hmm. because you remember, they were oh. a right tough period, obviously. Quarter of a century, Absolutely. no so, title. So at the end of the day, Liverpool are a fantastic, I mean, listen, look at West Ham now, 60,000, you know, compared to when I was there, it was 30,000, yeah. you mm -hmm. know what I mean? But, as I said, they've definitely been there challenging, been able to attract the best players, because that'd be the difference at their clubs and that's much, much easier if you're in the Premier League with the finances they've got. So I'd say if they were able to do that, I'd say within the four or five years that they'd be up there challenging. And the biggest thing is that TV money, isn't it? Because, you know, the the, the game, the, what is it, £100 million game now? You know, who's going to come up to the Premier League from the Championship? Well, I think if you get relegated, Paul, you get £120 million. You do. Because you're bottom, sure. right, bottom of the table. And Rangers or Celtic at the top of the Premier League two would get two or three million. <laughs> it is. It's two or three million up against, how much did you just say? 100, 120 for the team so. that's at the bottom. But remember, yeah. each place you get more money. Yeah, sure. You know, so the more time you're in there, the benefit you're going to get, the quality you're going to get. But there's absolutely, as I say, pressure-wise, I would say the pressure only comes, as I say, at Manchester United. The expectation, the scrutiny. That's the only club I can get anywhere near saying that uh, it's the same as it is with the two Glasgow sides. Jesse Marsh, of course, the Leeds United boss, fairly new boss there. He's a big fan of Ange Postacoglu. Um, he explained um, yesterday that uh, he's been inspired by the Hoops manager. Well, they were all part of this city group, weren't they? You know, so yep. at the end of the day, I, I think anybody, knowing you're coming into a pressure pot that people were critical at first, who is he? Where's he coming sure. from? Without looking at it. That's our ignorance, isn't it? Absolutely. And I've said yeah. that many times. I'd say that about international football because we don't look at the players who they're playing for, the clubs. We look at the name of the, the country instead of who the players are playing for. And the, the football world's such a vast world now, you know, with players. And I think that's the same with managers. And Jesse Marsh, as he was mentioned with Celtic, as you, if you remember, he was getting mentioned yeah. with that as well. So, but I say, I have absolutely no doubt he's driven other people on here, Ange, with his, his performances. But he's like everybody else. He knows... He's got to continue that and keep getting better. That's, as I say, that's Celtic for you. Tiger's six over. He was eight over for a moment, but he's obviously pulled it back. So he's six not over a bad player, is he? Oh, it's magnificent. <laughs> it's just, it's a pity to watch, though, isn't it? Compared to he's moving well today, but just not hitting the ball as well. I'm no expert, but uh, yeah, he said four pars, two bogeys, and one double bogey. So you, you can, somewhere unlucky. I don't know. That's it. Yeah, yeah, I, don't know. I can watch so the telly. Yeah. <laughs> as I say, I'm doing my homework. I'm on the record. My son sports uh, <laughs> the headlines. Absolutely. Right, you're in the headlines uh, yesterday because. Because Peter Grant, you were saying, the, well, what were you saying about the about the League Cup, the Premier Sports Cup? And oh. I bet you weren't saying that when your old team Celtic won it. No, but what I was trying to understand, it's fine for Celtic and the full-time mm -hmm. clubs. And I said one of the reasons when I went to Aloha was to understand everybody else working. When we go to coaching yeah. courses, whatever, it's always the best managers that come and talk. Mm -hmm. And I always think that there's a hell of a lot that don't work at that level. They have to deal with other things. So Jim McAnally talking last week, if I'm correct, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, when he was at Peterhead, he had 10 players. So some of these boys that are part-time, their wives are school teachers, all of a sudden they're getting off school for the first time, now they're going to be in holiday because it's the only time they can go with their kids. So 
The managers are still getting judged on results. Yeah. Jim gets beat 6-0 last night. I'm not saying that's the reason why he got beat 6-0 or whatever. But all of a sudden, you're on the back foot a little bit, losing games. If you're a new manager and Lee Johnson, they go to Falkirk, they lose the game, all of a sudden, everybody's questioning Lee Johnson now because he's had one bad result. You hear it last night at the game with Kilmarnock. Kilmarnock, all of a sudden, go 1-0 up, everything's fine. All of a sudden, it's 1-1 and Thistle start to play well. All of a sudden, dead it there. Fans are going to be a bit restless with the players. Bear in mind, these players have not had a break. Some of them are coming in. One turned up yesterday, I think, if I'm right for Kilmarnock. I'm straight into the squad. And I know there's a load of players turning up and not had any minutes whatsoever and going straight into these games. For me, the first game of the season should be a league match. Right. That should be for me. Because these other clubs could still get games and friendlies and whatever. What they're Just doing. friendlies? Yeah. yeah, because people say, oh, it's not as competitive. Yeah, the, the first team... When we used to be going, Paul, we'd go to Sweden for two and a half weeks. You'd be playing games against the top quality. What Celtic and that are doing just now? So yeah. they're still doing that. Yeah. You know, so all of a sudden it's completely new to Derek McInnes last night. So you hear Derek after it. Well, my team will completely different with the first league game with the amount of players we're going to. So me as a new manager got in last year, I wanted to work on certain situations because there were certain things I wasn't too sure about in the team they could be able to do. But all of a sudden, I'm thinking, I've got to hit the ground running here. So we done really well. I'd have been manager of the year in the first four games <laughs> in, the, in the cup. I because, think firmly. Yeah, yep. because we won them all and we scored five goals in three of the games or something like that. But I knew we were giving up too many chances. But I wasn't getting an opportunity to work at other things or try different players in different situations. Because it's a competitive game. Because it's a competitive yeah. game. And I'm getting in as a new manager trying to make sure that I start right. So the cup was fine for us. Then all of a sudden we get in the league and we can't buy a one. You know, so the cup means nothing in that respect. I always believe that managers are preparing to get into the first league game of the season because the criticism doesn't stop because it's a cup tie nobody's really balling no. or you're making changes sure. because some players are not allowed oh, no. yeah. 45 minutes and you're taking players off yeah. at certain times because they can't play too long mm. because in the modern day there's not enough time to train and prepare and get your team organised for the new season and that's why I'd rather then it just became the knockout mm. after that after the after you get into the, the, the league programme. So would you be happy if it was pushed back a bit? I know the problem is because of the World Cup coming this year in November, December, it's going to be difficult to we've play. We've done it last year, Paul. Yeah. You know... You, uh, don't, you don't want to axe completely then. Well, I look at the... Top, do you? Well, you look at Germany and all that, right? Mm. They played a, one comp competition and one... Uh, the, the league. Yeah, league so the, the And then they say that gives them a break during the winter period. And they always feel as if that was one of the reasons why coming to World Cups and European Championships their prayers were fresher. That was one of the reasons they always gave for why they won so often. I'm, I'm, listen, I think players, the big thing you look at the, the young players now, they can't go out and loan because the manager wants to keep them for the cup competition. So the teams that are desperate to get players on and loan, they can't get them because the manager wants to keep them in August to see if they've not got any injuries. And we're dependent on them when you're at a part-time club or whatever, you're dependent on getting yeah. players out to play. As I say, the Josh Doig situation yeah. was a similar situation. I was in Alwa, they wanted to keep him, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, he does well in the games and he stays in the team. Fine, no problem, great. But if you're trying to build a team and making sure you're ready to hit the ground running, I always think the league game is what the fans are looking forward mm -hmm. to starting with. Compelling case for Alloward and Fermline or the lower league clubs, although you know they were at a pretty high level. Yeah, yeah. But what time clubs probably sure, more than anything yeah, else? Sure. Paul, you know which uh, Alloa are. What about your old club Celtic though? You, you know you loved the fact that they won four trebles in a row and there would be no treble if there was only a, a, one. I, 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 understand, one I understand. I understand that hundred percent. You know, I understand that there's pros and. But if you said to Celtic you're going to do much better in Europe, hmm. you know, what would you what would you rather sacrifice? You know, and I understand people are saying cup competitions is brilliant, but it's the same teams that's going to end up going through anyway because 
they're in a better position because they're full time. They've got a lot more players to choose from. The manager probably knows who he's trying to get out and loan, but he also knows who he's bringing in. So he's got a squad of players to train with. The boys are part time, which is a big percentage of the lower league clubs, obviously. They've got the problem. They've got the problem. And then it's unfair in them getting these guys who are coming for work, doing pre season training. All of a sudden, they're training, playing a game. They're playing five games yep. in, what is it, two weeks or something like that, you know, because it's Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, you know. And as I say, half of them are not there. So the manager's not even get the preparation right because half his team's not there because they're away on holiday or getting married. And that's unfortunate. That's the rules when you're at the, the lower level. I mean, am I right when I say Dick Campbell's not even been to any of the games yet? That's right. Because he's on holiday. Yep. So it probably shows you... It's got to get the break at some point. <laughs> you yeah, sure. Exactly. Of course. You know? I think you make a great point for the part-time teams if the wives are uh, teachers or whatever. The school's only finished, what, two weeks ago? Absolutely. It's very difficult yeah, for okay. them. And I'm only sure. trying to be fair yeah. for the full lot okay. because I'm not saying it's wrong, right and different, mm -hmm. but I'd say I would prefer if the first game of the season was the league because then the preparation for the managers and the coaches is easier because you know what you're preparing for. You mentioned Europe. We're going to talk to you shortly about how Rangers will do in the qualifiers. Will they get to the Champions League? And what about Celtic as well in the Champions League coming up? Um, in the coming weeks, Celtic don't have any preliminary games and um, that's a hurdle that they'll be glad to, to not face. Last night, you mentioned uh, Kilmarnock's a bit of a shock, wasn't it? 1-1 one, one against Partick Thistle. Although, both of them, there wasn't much between them last season and it shows you this game's come very, very early. Partick Thistle winning 5-4 in penalties. Aberdeen 2-0 against Dumbarton. Probably should have been more. Ramirez had a, a, a good few chances. Wraith over 6, Peterhead 0. You touched on Peterhead. Clyde 1, Bonnie Rig Rose 2. Bit of a surprise there. Arbro 3, Cowdenbeath 0. What about Bonnie Rig Rose beating Clyde? But that's no surprise, as I said to you, when you're getting new players in. Yeah. It never surprised you. And Bonnie Rig Rose have been together for a while. They've been yeah. successful. They'll cause a few problems in the division. There's absolutely no doubt in that. They'll be as big as any of the clubs in the division, you know, when they come here, because they've just been unfortunate in a few times why they haven't come up before. But they're a side that'll be well organised, very difficult to beat. They'll have got a few goal scorers in their team. So they'll make it make it difficult. And they'll, listen, they'll be, could be a surprise package in the division. A family interested at Clyde this season. Yes, yeah. I have. Young Peter's joined Raymond there, you know. So I think that that's it's a decision he's made, Paul. You mm. know, obviously a disappointment not getting a new contract with Queen's Park after getting promoted it was disappointing for him. So getting over that first, and then the next big decision was whether he stayed full time or part time. You know, because obviously financially, at one stage he's going to have to work. You know, that's for sure. And, and as I say, he's made that choice at this moment in time. So hopefully he can start to get his game like. But there's an instance for him. So all of a sudden he plays at Easter Road last week. He only started training on Thursday. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. okay, sure. he's been doing training on your own, but you're not by a team. It's not the same, it's is it? It's completely yeah. different, you know what I mean? We know where you'll be some of the games this season then, to see <laughs> both boys. Sometimes, sometimes yeah. I'm better staying away from them, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm the big critic, yeah. that's for sure. And Aberdeen, what are you thinking? Everyone talks about them for this season. It's going to be a massive year for them. Uh, Lewis Ferguson, great move for him. The club getting about three million. Fantastic move, as I say. I think George Doig and Lewis could both have played for Celtic or Rangers, been in these squads, you know, and made them more competitive as well. I genuinely do. You know, so it's a great learning experience for them. You know, that's the big thing about them, how they go and work, going and playing against AC Milan, Inter Milan, Lazio. If you get the opportunities, what a fantastic experience. Knowing that they've played against the Celtics and the Rangers and all that of this world, he's playing international football now. So all these things are fantastic for them, you know, and it's just a matter of them going there and 
hopefully they're going to play the games that they deserve to play because I would take for them to go over there and all of a sudden they become bit parts. Yep. You know, that's the only thing I'd be concerned about at any time with players. What do you think it is that they have now identified these young Scottish players? Have they seen the success of Andy Robertson, Kieran Tierney, um, maybe John McGinn, different position, but suddenly we are feeding the Italian clubs and what a training for these players. Well, that's my big thing. People can talk about stats all you want. I would never have knew Josh Doyle if I went, and went to see your Peter playing at Queen's Park. So I went to watch Peter at Queen's yeah. Park. I said, I like to be a left back. He mm. said, oh, he's on loan from Hibs, dad. Dad, dad, I said, I really like him. I said, no, I like him, blah, blah, blah. So I, as I said to you, I tried to get my alley. Yeah. So I think there's a place for not forget the stats. And I think that's what the Italians still do. They go and look and they search everywhere. Mm. You know, they're looking for the best players. Because I keep saying it, but a lot of scouts go to games. If you tell them, go and watch Paul Cooney. The first yeah. time they come back about Paul Cooney, they're telling you about his negatives. Yeah. And I'm very, very concerned about that. And I genuinely think these two boys could have played for Celtic or Rangers mm -hmm. or been part of their squads and made them. Because Lewis Ferguson, I think, was slightly hindered because of the fact that he played a little bit deeper for Aberdeen. Where I liked him when he gets in the box, he makes the runs, he's a strong runner in the box. And Josh, and I'm looking at Celtic bringing the wee Argentinian. Yeah. This wee boy is six foot three, mm -hmm. you know, he's strong, he gets forward quickly, he's an attacking fullback. All the things that Celtic look at, you know, so you're thinking, well, okay. But what, what's the financially? I don't. And maybe Celtic will say, "Oh, well, we've got, we're not paying that amount of money." That's fine, okay. But there's no doubt he could, he could have joined that squad. That's my opinion. You know, that's my opinion on it. I think he definitely could have played for Celtic or Rangers. And that's what I'm saying with him. But Bassi being a left sider, so the exact same there. Potentially, they have missed out on a great talent. He's only 22. Don't be scared of your own. Yeah, sure. that's what I always say. Don't yeah. be scared of your own. I think that's very important. We've got good players. You know, but they've got to be given a chance. It's ironic, everybody else thinks they're good players. You know, and that's what I feel. Yeah. We've always got to give them that chance. So Peter, uh, back after the break, but I'm going to ask you beforehand, uh, he said he was going to miss the square sausage. I asked Mark <laughs> Wheel last night. Everybody does. When you were away down south, what was it you missed most? That, square sausage. Was it? Or yeah. getting pan bread. I didn't like pan bread. And I didn't like links. Is that right? So yeah. that was the thing I missed more than <laughs> when I went down at first you couldn't get iron brew, but iron brew now is everywhere. <laughs> was it tomato sauce with it or no, brown sauce? No brown sauce. Was it brown sauce? A brown sauce with a hot you, mug of tea. You sure? one hundred percent. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show Paul Cooney Peter Grant tomorrow night Barry Ferguson will be here we're on it's the one hour summer special Peter I was asking what you missed when you were down south you forgot one other item that you can't really get in London or Norwich or wherever McGee's well fired rolls Paul <laughs> that was it really oh, yeah yeah absolutely can't beat that uh, square sausage brown sauce hot mug of tea I know what it's going to be for dinner tonight then oh. quick change the menu <laughs> Peter 49 days 5 hours 13 minutes, 45 seconds till the transfer window closes. I wonder what we're going to see between now and then. What about Raheem Sterling yesterday? Off to Chelsea. Fantastic. He's moving back to London. You, yeah. you forget his age. He's only 20. I don't think he's 28 to December, if I'm correct. You know, And the only thing I see now that I fancy Manchester City to win the Champions League. You know, Finally. Uh, finally, yeah. I do. Mm. I mean, they've got Haaland. They've got a striker now. And I think... It'd be ironic if Sterling was there and done magnificent for them and misses out on that. That'd be ironic for him, you know. But as I say, he's, he's decided to go back to London and I think that's where his roots are and his family are. And fair play to him because I think he's became a magnificent player. I thought yeah. he was a very good player. Mm. But I think he's became magnificent under Guardiola's stewardship. Great for Liverpool as well, wasn't he? They were so sorry to lose him. And then Man City have established themselves uh, as Premier League winners, but they haven't. The Holy Grail for them, Guardiola did so well before. 
but not at Man City when it comes to the big cup. And that's yeah. the thing I see now because of the striker they have. And I know they've done yeah. they've got a yeah. hell of a lot of goals and whatever, but Haaland's got that. If he can keep fit with the quality and the service you get for the likes of De Bruyne and whatever, he's completely different for Sterling. Sterling has become a much better finisher. He misses, yeah. still misses his chances. I wouldn't give the same chances to Haaland, that's for sure, because if you give him the same, the ball's in the back of the net. Phenomenal. Phenomenal furniture. Peter, can we look at the big two? Um, James gave us these yesterday. We're looking at the players in and players out for Rangers and for Celtic. We'll go Rangers first. Tom Lawrence, we mentioned. Free transfer from the Rams from Derby County. Uh, good signing. I heard yeah, you saying that. I think he's got yeah. that quality. Yeah, I really do. I think he's a good footballer. Yeah, again, how do they handle playing Celtic or Rangers? I think that's, that's always the big thing. They're all good players. They wouldn't be coming to Rangers and they wouldn't be getting scouted for Rangers. It's how they handle playing at the likes of Ibrox. That's what separates the difference. And you can't predict it, can no, you? No, you can't. Are there clues you can look at and forensically say, oh, I think this will matter? I guess the answer is no. You don't know until you wear that blue jersey. Well, the only or, thing I would say, was a young kid at Manchester United, I think, if I'm right. He was. But at Derby, there was a lot of pressure there at certain times, but then the fans went with them no matter how poorly they played. And that's fine. It's when it's that negative or certain things are not going, and you're not playing particularly well. How do you handle it? Do you fade and die? And you don't know that till you're in the battle of it. I used to see it when I played with some of it, yeah. you know. People would say I'd probably do the same thing every week when I played. <laughs> <laughs> but as I say, the biggest problem was you'd have guys who you would look at them remarkable in training. But going out in front of the fans, they found it really difficult, you know. Off the pitch, they found it difficult. And that's just something that you cannot predict. Rabi Matondo, we mentioned earlier, the right winger, 2.7 million. Antonio Cholak, 1.9 million, 2 million or so, the centre forward. I mean, he did look good when he was on loan for Malmo and he damaged Rangers, of course, uh, this time, well, nearly a year ago. What's your instinct about Cholak? you think he'll do well? Yeah, well, I think he's slightly different than the clips I've seen of him. You know, he's slightly different when they've got up front. Roof Al was like Roof, but he can't keep himself fit for whatever reason, unfortunately. That's been a problem for him. But I thought he was excellent when he was at Leeds. Really, really difficult opponent to play against. Made it really difficult for defenders. You know my thoughts on Morelis. Mm -hmm. I think if he just concentrated on being a Rangers player, I think you would see a much, much better player. And that might know? be great because Barry Ferguson said it, as I mentioned earlier, he thinks he's going to stay. And that might be great for him to say, right, I'm going to really do it for Rangers well, again. I think that's season. what he's got to do. Yeah. He's got to come out and say, I'm not going nowhere. Mm -hmm. You know, you talk about Juravanovic, is that how you say yeah. his name? Uh -huh. yeah. Saying that, well, I want to be here and mm -hmm. the manager's told him not said anything to me. I'll be wanting to be here and do well. That's what I'm expecting Morelis to do. Mm -hmm. Because, listen, in Europe last year, I thought, as I said to you, I thought he was fantastic, you know, but he's got to bring that to the party all the time and stop getting people talking every summer that he wants to leave. He doesn't realise, as I say, how big a club he's at. John Suter, free transfer, of course, did well in the cup final. Um, had an injury there, but now back in training. I'm delighted, yeah. delighted for John. He's a fantastic kid, you know, there's a lot of injury problems, you know, and he was very helpful in young Peter, obviously coming back for his Achilles, you know yeah. what I mean, because John had that injury and helped Peter out with different things. And I'm, I'm delighted for him because I was fortunate enough to work along with him in the short period was in Scotland, mm -hmm. you know. And it was just, as I say, unfortunate the injuries that picked up at the, a really important time from one after the other, you know. What's but the qualities he's got then as a central defender? He's composed, mm -hmm. you know. People could probably say he should be maybe more, a little bit more aggressive, mm -hmm. but the, the bits I've seen of him recently with Hearts, I thought he has become that bit more aggressive. But as I say, he's got the quality on the ball. And I think as a defender now, that's a big part of it but you can't get rid of being the defender first and foremost. And I still, I think he's added that to his game and I think he'll only get better at that with the expectation that's expected at Rangers. But as I say, I'm delighted for him for all he's been through in his career injury-wise. It's a fantastic step up for him. Mm -hmm. And I'm, 
I think it'd be brilliant for Scotland as well if he does well for Rangers. That'd be terrific. You know, that'd be terrific because yeah. that gives you another defender, key defender. When you're looking at Hanley and that, who's getting older, you know, that gives you that opportunity with somebody like John coming in and, as I say, he never let himself down in international games. So if he stays fit, could you see him as central defence along with Conor Goldson? Because yes. Philip Hollander is not fit just yet. Balogun's away. Do you think he could be the regular 100%. Anchor? Good. Yeah, no, 100%. What age were you when you made your debut for Celtic? 17. 17 and then started playing regularly just that, afterwards. That, that was I, it, wasn't well, it? Fortunately enough, I managed to stay in the team at that time. David, that faith in us. Yeah. And the squads weren't as big, obviously. Sure. You know, so, so nine times out of ten, I was always available then. And that was, I was thankfully, all the managers that came in. I know a lot of people wouldn't have probably agree, but a, uh, a lot of managers no. come in and continued to play. Absolutely. So that was How many important. games did you play for Celtic? Uh, yeah. Over 500, right, Paul. But, exactly. But, so, yeah. but as I say, no. I don't know. No, things no but so, you did. I, but, so, but the thing was, I never ever looked at that. I just knew it was fortunate. See, if I played next week, mm-hmm. I was delighted. I never counted <laughs> things. I never looked back at anything. Yeah. You know, I was, people next say, game. It, but people always say it was a disappointing period for the club and whatever. Yeah, it was 100%. It was torturous. Yeah. But it was an honour and a privilege, you know, and I, nobody could take it away from me. And I sometimes scratched my head at times, you know, saying how fortunate I was, you know. So I was blessed in that respect. So, listen, it was fantastic days for me personally because it was a dream come true. I'm talking Rangers. I'm trying to lead you into Alex Lowry. <laughs> it's good to hear about when you broke in at Celtic. Right, Alex Lowry, that's my point. Do you think he will... How many games do you reckon he'll pay, play this coming season? Well, me personally, I don't... I, I think we've got to get by that stage yeah. worrying about people's age. I see if I perform him, play them. That's the only way they're going to get better, you know, is play them. And the big games, they surprise you, you know, because of no fear. I, I was better when I was younger in the respect, because I never Why? worried about, Why? you know, what was going to happen after the game or whatever, because you don't have that. You just want to go out and do yourself justice. As when you get older, you start worrying about everything, all the problems that's there. And there's no problems here, but you make problems yourself. As a youngster, you try things and you don't, the fans are a wee bit more lenient mm-hmm. in the respect of that. And I think if you've got the talent and you've got that quality, he can play against the best players and the only way they're going to show they're the best players is playing the moments. And I'm sure the manager knows that for Holland because that's what they do over there. They're not interested, you know. They've got a great system over there where you say Ajax make a lot of money for players selling yeah. them on, but they're all young. Of course. You know, yeah. they get the maximum money for them. So if Alex goes into the team, I'm sure he can handle the ball, which he's proven the games he has. He's, he's an exciting he's, player, isn't he? He seems to have that confidence about yeah. him. So if he's good enough, forget the age. Look forward to seeing him this season I should mention Philip Hollander um, there are reports he's going to see a specialist after another injury setback for the Rangers defender Swedish international so we hope he will be fit soon um, that's a blow for him because as you say when, if you start getting injuries yep. all the time and constantly yeah. picking them up yep. and you can't get a start it's really difficult you know and that's probably been part of his let down at Rangers really has not been able to get that run of games and out to Rangers Joe Aribo we spoke last week about it to Southampton it could go up to 10 million 6.4 million just now good money Eton's away Balogun away Mayo and Jake Hasty away in free transfer um, so Rangers have spent about 5 million they've taken in about 6.4 with more to come uh, for Aribo and for Euro Club Celtic 18 million plus they've spent uh, Jota 6.6 million Cameron Carter Vickers 6.3 uh, Alessandro Bernabe, the Argentinian, call it four million, three point nine two. This is very precise. Dyson Maeda, three point, uh, sorry, one point three eight million, and uh, Ben Segrist, a free transfer uh, out. Tom Rogic, uh, Barkas has gone. Bolingoli, Barkas on loan. Bolingoli has gone. Uh, Near Beaton and Liam Scales. Overall, eighteen million from Celtic. Um, Jota, 
massive signing in Cameron Carter-Vickers as well are there going to be more? Well it's not a gamble is it? Because no, you've seen sure. them play and that's, yeah. that's the difference it's much easier when you've had them for that year yeah. and you're able to sign them on because the fans know what they can do now they have to put their performances in again that's a step up now you're a Celtic player you're not a loney as people always say that oh he's done really well and he signs a contract he's not played as well there's always a question marks sometimes it's just a loss of form you have or whatever but it's fantastic and great credit to the manager he's brought them in gave them that showcase to see themselves and see how they play how they build into and how they live in Glasgow the things we've spoke about they've been able to handle that and that's what he's been able to go out and do is get them in I think Benji's a very good signing you know, on a free transfer, a lot of experience in the Premiership now. So, and he's been played a lot, a lot of games. So, it's a great backup as well with Celtic. So, they've done that. But at the end of the day, they know now they've got to go and win again. And that's the mm. big thing that the manager's putting out to them. And you can see that with the squad he's put, trying to put together. And he says he's not finished it. He's still like two or three, if I'm correct. He's mm. in saying that. And I'm sure Rangers, in their own quiet way, are sitting there thinking if we can hold on to his passes and whatever, we're quite comfortable. If we're not, I am sure. Ross Wilson and Gio and that will be sitting there saying well if he goes we've got this replacement coming in they maybe have to slightly do it a different way financially because of the problems they had in years gone past so that's part of football unfortunately you know but Celtic have made that step ahead and as I say that's the time to strike when you're in front you have got to make sure you stay in front and be getting it obviously adding these players full time now and then bringing some new players in to excite the rest of them that's always the secret when you're at a successful football club. Does the intensity rise now for Celtic in the games with Blackburn Rovers, uh, with Warsaw and Norwich? Because it'll soon be the game with Aberdeen, 31st of July, and then the Champions League um, week well, three I think later. That, I think you can see the managers looking at that with the players. You know, yeah. get the games in. Let's see the ones that's up to speed. Then it's up for them now. Who's going to be playing against Aberdeen? I know as a player, that's what I'd be doing. I'd be desperate in every training session doing what the manager wants I'd be desperate in every game every minute I get you know I want to prove to the manager I want to be a starter because there's nothing better when the first league match comes round or the first European game comes round that you're a starter it doesn't I always used to say fantastic if there's a big squad as long as I'm between 1 and 11 I don't <laughs> care you know and that was always the aim as a player and I'm sure the players are like that and that's the thing that G's the manager that's the demands that managers had going with the way he talks about it Peter, thanks very much. The hour has come and gone. Pleasure, Paul. Enjoy the weekend. What are you taking in football-wise? I just yep. go and take look, see what the games are. I've been watching the women's and everything, Paul. Yeah, you know what I'm like. You know, I love, I love all yeah. the women's football, watching all that as well. So that's been great. And as I say, like great for me now the matches are on because you can get them every night of the week near enough again. So you'll get your Tuesdays. I was winning last night. So all of a sudden, you're starting to say to yourself, all the games are back, so bring it on. Peter, see you next week. Thanks, Paul. News coming next, then Joe Day. We're back tomorrow night with Barry Ferguson at five. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! go, 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 go. Service your existing car with us right now and it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes Motability and Fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December.